episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Sandborn's Boys. This new sports novel by Benji Mellers is available on Amazon. Order your copy of Sandborn's Boys today. Cole Caulfield is uh, going back to Wisconsin, actually. I just remembered. We should probably mention that. Uh, his teammates, Alex Turcott, signed with the LA Kings. Keandre Miller signed with the Rangers. But uh, he's going back to Wisconsin for another year. And considering that I think they were last place in the Big Ten this year with Turcotte and Miller. One of the concerns that a lot of people have is that Caulfield will be the, the only competent player on that team next year, and they could quite possibly be even worse. Yeah, they kind of left them on an island there, those two teammates. So when they both kind of signed away, I expected, not going to lie, I kind of expected Caulfield to, to maybe sign his entry-level contract. But if he wants to go back to school, yeah, he can go ahead and go back to school. The only concern is, right, uh, if he's if he's not playing with any good teammates at all, you gotta wonder. It's all about the development at this point uh, for this guy. We're both very excited about him in his future, and so any sort of potential concerns that come up with his development, I think we should rightfully flag them. And this is one of them. I mean, hopefully it works out for him. And 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 yeah, just yeah, that's what's going on there. Yeah, I think it was more of a case of Bergevin. And I guess the Canadian staff wanting him to go back to Wisconsin instead of maybe signing with the team, playing with the Rocket next year. Because, well, as somebody pointed out, uh, he has no trouble scoring in college. So maybe playing there for another year would give him more freedom to maybe work on other aspects of his game. Whereas if he comes to Laval and he has trouble scoring goals right off the bat, then that might you know be more cause for frustration for him and might hinder his development a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I at this point, I, I trust more or less the development system of the Habs. So if Bergevin, I know Bergevin has come out and said that he wants Caulfield to stay in, you know, the college level lower down and to really take it this development slowly. And so if Bergevin thinks that's the right path, sure, go for it. Personally, I don't, I'm not an expert in it by any means on player development. And so I'll trust the team on this one. If they, I think it's probably best to be cautious when it comes to Caulfield because he is such a great prospect given his scoring ability and so yeah if you think he's going to struggle in the AHL maybe lose his touch or something like that probably safer to keep him in the in the college level it's just that when you look at the team around him you know it kind of gets uh, a bit com- a bit concerning but I think it just remains to see on this front and uh, we can roast Bergman for all we want if it turns out that he screwed up Caulfield's development uh, I don't think either of us would forgive him for that kind of uh grievance but uh at this point i think it's just kind of a wait and see yeah i feel like if you it's yeah as you said it's much better to be cautious rather than try to rush him so i don't see how leaving him in college for an extra year could hinder his development the only thing it could do is just delay his arrival to the nhl by i don't know a year so so not i don't think there's too much to be worried about so uh so how have you been coping this week uh social distancing staying pretty much at home all the time yeah, you know, it's pretty rough. I mean, there's only so many things you can do when you're kind of trapped at home. You know, you take some walks in the neighborhood, things like that. But I've obviously, like many of us here, I've taken to watching a lot of stuff online, whether it's YouTube videos or a different movie. So I got a couple of recommendations for you out there, especially if you're, wow. you know, into that sports kind of thing right now, 
while I know that basically all the sports has been canceled, there's nothing really to watch unless you watch a couple of sports that we mentioned last week. Uh, one of the shows that I recently, you know, kind of rediscovered is uh, a bit of reality TV. And uh, I've watched uh, a ton of uh, Survivor uh, on Global. It's a CBS show. It's in its 40th season right now. So they're doing like a special season. They got a bunch of past winners on the show and it's only past winners. And not going to lie. I mean, it's got a lot of the aspects of sports that I personally just, I, I love it. And so it's just, they've got the, the physical competition, the mental competition. These are people that are stranded on an island. They have to like forge for food and stuff. And so I like all of that. I'm eating it up right now. Not only am I watching it on the TV, I'm eating up all that YouTube content that they put out. And so, yeah, any of you sports fans out there, if you're really starved for sports, maybe take a look at Survivor. I don't know. I don't know if you heard this, but they were actually about three episodes into filming a new season of The Amazing Race when they had to send everyone home because of COVID-19. Everyone had to, in the middle of filming The Amazing Race, everyone had to, to go back to their homes in the U.S., which really must suck for those contestants. They do have they did have uh, another full season that they did finish filming that I think is going to be coming out within the next month or two. But then, then they were on, they were already filming a new season to be released after that. And that I think season 33, and that's the one that ended up being canceled or, or at least postponed like about midway through. Damn. That's uh that's pretty crazy. I mean, that just goes to show this, this disease, it's really stopping everything in its tracks, you know, from uh, the, the kind of things that you think are invincible because you watch them on TV. It's kind of like a different dimension sort of. And then you see it really like this kind of this COVID-19 really impacts the real world. I know Survivor was filming its 41st season, and that's been postponed because of the disease. And so, you know, uh, but reality TV show, I guess I'll be looking forward to the Amazing Race. If I'm still trapped at home, that's something else to look out for. We're talking about competition. I know I'm totally starved for sports right now. Really nothing to watch except for maybe we'll get into the NFL free agency period. That was probably the only only news that happened this week in the sports realm. And so, Yeah. Just a couple of recommendations. You got anything else that you've been watching? What what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, you know, not much. I it's it's funny because I feel like I'm not doing much, even though I, I am doing things. Like I still have a little bit of schoolwork I've been working on. I've been you know watching hockey videos, Disney Plus a little bit. I took a walk yesterday. That was nice. Playing music, listening to music. Uh, but yet, uh, actually, right before we started recording this, I, w- I went on a, a tankathon, the NHL Draft Lottery Simulator, and that kind of occupied my brain for about 10 minutes of just hitting Sim Lottery and seeing how it came up. But I, I've still got it pulled up, actually, right now. Uh, let me hit it. Um, Anaheim, Minnesota, Montreal. That's nice. Next, let me do another one. Detroit, Ottawa, Chicago. Let me do another one. Uh, Detroit, Arizona, Florida. So, yeah, yeah, it's that kind of week, just seeing, uh, doing anything you can possibly do to occupy your time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, uh, you know, I've actually booted up the old Wii, uh, and I've actually been playing NHL 2K10. i got a, a franchise mode going right now. I put myself in the game, you know, as a first-line center for the Habs. And so that's going, that's going. I signed Patty Kane and Jonathan Taves in the same offseason to massive contract. And so uh, that's what's up. I mean, we're talking, uh, we're really scratching at the bottom of the barrel kind of here in terms of things to do, frankly, because, uh, I mean, now at this point, I, I just, I, you know, it's like I go on a walk, it's nice, and I honestly really don't have much to do. And uh, as you could probably tell, kind of kind of running low on things to talk about on this podcast. And so uh, yeah. I think that right. Well, yeah. Actually, well, I think, actually yeah. uh, 
I was the other day. I was actually thinking of uh, starting to turn on the Wii again, seeing if I could do anything. But my remotes were dead, so so I couldn't do that. I had to like plug them into that that charger. And actually, I think they might be still sitting there. I, have, I haven't gone back since. Maybe probably at some point this week, I'll be looking to to do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Crank it up, you know. See, I got I had a bunch of names, you know. When you turn on the Wii, you go back NHL two K ten. It's really like a blast from the past. Uh, a lot of these names are like, whoa, I certainly don't remember them, but I what well, I do now, but I totally forgot about them. You know, I, I look at my team, the Habs. I got both of the Castitsin brothers. You have Guillaume Latendress. Uh, got a rookie carry Price out there on the team. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funky vibe from the past. And uh, it's not going to lie. I mean, I've been totally starved for hockey. And it's been a lot of fun, just even if it's not the pro stuff. I mean, just seeing it on my TV in video game form, not going to lie. It's pretty fun. It helps. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we did we did prepare something. Yeah, would you like to explain it? All right. So actually, before we get to that, there was still some news, and I know it's COVID nineteen related, and I I know we all want to get out of it, but I have a three a bit three bits of news that, that I want to kind of touch on. Uh, one of them has to do with the Seattle expansion team. Unfortunately, because of this whole everything being postponed, they're actually postponing their naming announcement. Uh, for their team, and that's going to be uh, undetermined amount of time, this postponement. Very unfortunate. No, I was really looking forward to this uh, Seattle team finally getting a name. Yeah, but I can understand the the postponement because, you know, you w- would want to do something like the Golden Knights did, like, you know, have a live viewing party, have, you know, a lot of people come to watch it at some big, big public event, you know, the big name reveal. A lot of people were you know, pining for them to just do an online reveal because that would be nice. Like if they say, our name is the Seattle, whatever, Seattle Kraken, just for argument's sake. And then everyone talks about that for the next two days because there's nothing else to talk about. I feel like that, that might be a nice little distraction, but if they want to do it in a public event, then I mean, I understand that too. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, we're all starting for news out here. And uh, I mean, I'd love to give the Seattle team a name. And personally, I think Kraken is, is, is kind of, Tacky, but it's probably appropriate for an NHL team. I think it's pretty, pretty jokey. Another piece of the news there. Uh, we talked about it last week. These teams that are paying their arena arena workers. And uh, finally, all 31 of them finally committed to doing some sort of plan. Uh, notably, the last holdout by quite a bit was the Boston Bruins. Jeremy Jacobs. Uh, I don't know what this guy was thinking. I mean, he took a long time to finally announce that he was finally compensating these owners. But it did it. And I got to think that a lot of this, a lot of these owners, they weren't initially going to do something, but the, the pressure from the fans, especially on social media, I think pushed them to finally compensate these workers. Yeah, I didn't really look very closely at Jeremy Jacobs' plan, but from a lot of the reaction I saw, it didn't look like everyone was satisfied with, with what he did. I could, I could maybe look into more, more details, but I think, think it might be something similar to what the, the Pagulas did. Like, oh, we're, we're, we'll only be, you know, we won't be paying you until the games are actually canceled because as of now, they're still postponed. So if we continue paying you now and then the games continue happening, then we're paying you more than we would have in the first place and we don't want to do that, which is just obviously a, a terrible attitude because these people need money now uh, that you can't just, can't just stop getting paid. They need to carry on living. So uh, pay them now, work out the details later, not to mention these games it's looking like, unfortunately, they're probably going to get canceled anyway. I feel like at this point, it's unlikely that we're going to have a Stanley Cup rewarded. Yeah, 
I mean, the CDC, they recommended from now on, now for the next eight weeks, they recommend not having any gatherings of 50 people or more. And so you got to think that's not that's not looking very optimistic for the for the league right now. Eight weeks takes us to about what? Mid-May, late May. And so at that point, like if you're going to start the playoffs there. I mean, how are you going to do, even if you do an expanded series, you make the series shorter, you're still really cramming it in a lot. And so, yeah, I, I honestly, for a sport like hockey where, you know, it's a cold weather thing and it's a lot harder to maintain the ice and that kind of thing, it's harder than basketball. You can play basketball in the summer all year round, really. So I, I don't really think it's optimistic for hockey and it sucks for these players because, you know, they, they work all season. They work basically are they've worked most of the season at this point there's only what 15 something games left in the regular season and so and to really see it taken away it sucks for them it sucks for the fans obviously and uh yeah it's just unfortunate but it's just the reality of life at this point i don't know if you saw the nhlpa proposed uh a possible playoff format that starts with like a, a like a one-week training camp in the middle of july and they finish the regular season and do do the playoffs. I don't I don't know if they were shortened series, but it looks like they basically just proceed as normal in the middle of July, and then do well. I guess yeah, it must have been. I'm thinking about the timeline. It must have been like a shorter playoff. I don't know, maybe like three game series, then a then a five game conference final, and a seven seven game final, something like that. I don't know. And anyway, so basically the the playoffs would end like right at the end of August. Then they would basically have like two weeks off for the draft for free agency before starting up training camp for the next season again. It just, it seems so bonkers and so ridiculous. I don't know why the players would want to propose something like this because this seems like they're, that would basically make it that they're in off season right now. And then next season, a lot of them, especially the teams that go deep in the playoffs would be playing for like what, 10, 11 months straight after that. It just, I don't, it doesn't seem practical at all to me. Yeah, it's weird. I saw this. I saw this proposal, and uh, frankly, coming from the players, I was shocked. It's dumb as shit. I mean, like, it makes no sense whatsoever. And frankly, this is the kind of thing that the NHL proposes, not the PA. And so, I don't know what the players are thinking. Maybe they just want to play for the cop or something like that. I mean, we know hockey, hockey players are a different breed of people. They're all pretty crazy. Not gonna lie. And so, yeah, I mean, this proposal makes no sense. First of all, for their contracts end on July 1st. And so to really extend anything past that, you need to work out something pretty complicated with the owners. I mean, we already know the problems that they have with labor negotiations, even when we see it years in advance when it comes to CBA agreements. Uh, who's to say how you know messy and complicated it's going to be when they only have like a few weeks to, to really hammer something out. And so, yeah, I don't really see this thing happening, uh, especially this whole proposal thing where they go and they have a two-week offseason. Frankly, it makes no sense. You're going to cram all the league's events into that kind of thing, uh, into that short period of offseason? I don't think so. Uh, not to mention that a lot of these players, you know, they can't go out to their gyms right now and train. I'm sure they're training at home, but it's really not the same. And so, yeah, it's just it just doesn't really make any sense. I'm, I'm personally surprised that the PA would come, would come up with something like this. Because, frankly, it makes no sense for anybody, especially the players. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do, I really hope that if they do end up doing the draft by conference call, which looks like the most likely thing at this point, I hope they come back to Montreal for the draft next year. Because I was really looking forward to that, to getting a chance to go see the draft live and in person. It would have been great to see the 2020 draft, you know, with Lafreniere and you know one of the best drafts we've ever seen. But I hope at least that they come back for 2021. Yeah, totally agreed. Uh, I was also looking forward to that thing. I mean, totally sucks. Totally sucks. And ideally, they come back to Montreal. 
Uh, and so, moving on, last bit of news that relates to this COVID-19 thing before we move on to our next segment. I mean, we, we probably saw this, it was, a, it was about to happen. Uh, the first reported case, or the first two reported cases of COVID-19 in the NHL, and it finally hit the players, unfortunately. I mean, the, the team that it hit was the Ottawa Senators. I mean, can it get any rougher for that team? I don't think so. Uh, that I mean, it just seems that every piece of bad PR hits the Sens. And so, yeah, any thoughts? Last thoughts about this COVID-19 and uh, maybe how it hits these Sens, these Sens players. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it sucks that it hit the, the Sens players. It sucks when it hits anyone. Uh, I feel like the fact that it did reach these players is probably could have been the nail in the coffin for having a season at all. Uh, there were actually, I think the Senators, yeah, right before, like leading into the suspension a couple Thursdays ago of the season, they had just finished their California road trip. So I think Kevin Durant had COVID-19. I think a couple other, uh, whatever team he plays, Lakers, I don't know. Don't follow basketball nice. that closely. I think a couple... Whoever, yes, okay. A couple other players on that team in California, and they, and they share the Staples Center, obviously, with the Kings. Uh, we don't have news on any Kings players. We don't know, but the Senators did come through there. And I think the report from Igor Aranko was that Nikita Zaitsev is one of the players, but that hasn't been confirmed from anyone else. So, so I don't want to be saying that that's who it is. Uh, and as for the second player, uh, yeah, we don't know either. And I mean, obviously, people are curious about that kind of thing, but this is somebody's, you know, personal health, and that can be a very, very private matter. So obviously, no one's under any obligation to to share who the players are who have COVID nineteen. Yeah, at this point, the name doesn't really matter. You just know that these players they're not invincible, and it's and this this disease it's spreading like a wildfire. And so, yeah, you thought, I mean, they're just the, the Brooklyn. And so, actually, Kevin Durant plays for the Brooklyn Nets, right? And so, he plays on the East Coast. Oh. He came all the way to California, got it there. It spread in there. And so, it, it, the whole thing, and just to think, that's how, that's how easily it spreads. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy, and, and obviously, it sucks. And so, yeah, if you thought the, the NHL made the wrong move, they were soft for canceling the league, if you somehow thought of that, thought, that was your reasoning somehow, well, clearly, I mean, look, that's, that's obviously not the case. And oh, yeah, the the Sens of the Kings. That was the last game of the season, and and we talked about that. And if and if the Sens players really got in that game, I mean, at that in that at that point, the NHL should have really canceled the season when the NBA did so. And so you you got to think right. Like we talked about, yeah, they made a good move. Maybe they should have done it earlier if the Sens players really got it at that Kings game. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually didn't even think of that because I think the NBA made that decision at around. Of what 8 p.m. Eastern on the Wednesday, and then the NHL. Uh, well, that sends Kings game started at 10:30. So if the NHL had called it off, right, like I don't know, 10 minutes after the NBA uh, did so, then it's very possible that well, first of all, that sends Kings game wouldn't have happened, and then the sends players probably wouldn't have gotten the the disease in the first place if their game was called off. It would have been very strange to have it called off just about two hours in advance. But now we see that it would have, well, very probably would have spared these players from contracting COVID-19. Yeah, we're talking about this kind of social distancing. It works. It works because the disease needs to spread from person to person. It needs a service to rest on and all that things. So, you know, listen, when they tell you to social distance, don't, don't do the interactions with people outside. And really, if we're, we all need to work together at this point, whether, you know, you're just a normal person or you're a celebrity. Yeah, we all need to work together. 
uh, to beat this thing. All right. Yeah, well, it really back, makes you think, we'll actually. Yeah. It makes you think that if the NHL, say they had just waited one more day and they had played all those Thursday night games, how many more players could have possibly ended up with uh, with COVID-19 and how many more fans who went to go see those games on Thursday night because it looks like they got it maybe right before or right as it was really starting to take off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just, it's 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 crazy how fast this thing spreads. And so, yeah, one day can make the difference uh, whether they they just postpone like canceling a day earlier than what if they had played those Thursday games. Oh, and also maybe they cancel a day too, a day too late. What if they hadn't played the Wednesday games? Maybe those sense players don't contract the disease. All right. Uh, I think that wraps it up on our COVID-19 talk. Uh, let's move on to our, probably the biggest segment we have today. And so what we're going to do, you want to explain what we're about to do? Sure. So, uh, so yeah, you say the biggest thing we have planned today, uh, more like the only thing that we have planned today. Um, we decided that for this episode of Fusion End Hockey Podcast, Taisei and I would be ranking the logos of all 31 NHL teams. We are going to put our artistic eyes to the test, our, our aesthetic abilities to critically judge these works of art. Yeah, all right. So uh, before we kick it off, these rankings, you are, what, what did you base your rankings off? What factors, what criteria did you use all right. to, to rank these all 31 right. logos? Yeah, it's funny because every a lot of people when you sometimes you see lists like this, you know, going around every now and then. I think the hockey news. I feel like they do it every couple of years, and oftentimes, uh, you'll see, uh, you know, a great emphasis on like uh, how iconic a logo is, or you know, the legend behind it. Uh, I didn't put much stock into that. Um, I put well. I feel like, you know, it's very hard for me to put the words on the criteria I use because. Well, essentially, the number one was is how cool is it? How cool does it look? Uh, so, so yeah, that that's a, my my uh, you know very advanced artistic knowledge coming to the front. And also, I feel like I put some sort of weight into how easy it could be for like a little kid to draw and like you know like to doodle in a notebook. So like super complicated ones uh, could possibly lose some points for that. Uh, and but maybe you know. I didn't want it to be too simple either that it was boring. So I did, it's not like I created some sort of rubric, like like I'm sure you must have created a rubric. I didn't do that kind of thing to tick off any particular boxes, you know? I just kind of just kind of went with my heart on it. How about you? Oh, hey, you kind of nailed it. When you said I probably made a rubric, I kind of made a rubric, much more rubric than yours, I would say. Uh, so I had a bunch of factors, you know. Uh, first of all, designs, how cool it looks. Is it exciting at all or is it boring as shit? Um... Is it, as you mentioned, I actually use the, the easy to reproduce thing, you know, how easy it is, how easy is it to draw this thing? And so, you know, that has to do with brand image, you know, like if it's simple, you'll see it all over the place. It's complex. Who the hell is going to draw it? And the history, I, I just much like you, I really put that on the back burner. I really didn't prioritize the history because frankly, I don't really care uh, about that kind of thing. When I look at a logo, I want to see, you know, how cool is it? All right, let's get started. So, wait, I was thinking do this? Do before we start. Yeah, I feel like for the listeners, it would probably be uh, maybe easier to keep track if one of us did our full list and then the other person did their full list instead of alternating like 31, 31, 30, 30. So, so I'll, I'll leave it up to you if you would like to go first or second. I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to you. Go for it. All right. Okay. I shall go first. Uh, my 31st place logo 
is the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, very, very good team, but their logo is uh, quite possibly the, the worst. Uh, I would say it is the worst. I look at it, uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is. Try to make it look like a hurricane, of course. I think the eye of a hur- the hurricane in the middle. Uh, by the way, for the listeners, it might be helpful if you want to to pull up the logos, unless you have a photographic memory, so you can see exactly what we're talking about if it might not be drilled into your head. It uh, kind of really does look like an eye in the middle there. Uh, but the the image that comes to mind when I look at is, this is it kind of looks like if you vomit on the floor and then you start cleaning it up with... And then you start cleaning it up, like with a mop. I feel like this is what it would look like right before you're finished cleaning it. That's my analysis of that one. Number thirty, uh, I have the the Washington Capitals. The Washington. Are you still laughing? I'm still fucking laughing. All right, all right, all right. I need to get it together. Right. Okay, so, so yeah, since... the Capitals. I feel like since. I don't need to pause between every ranking to ask you what you think since you're going to provide your commentary on these in just a couple of minutes. So maybe I'll, I'll just want, run straight through. You can interrupt me if you have anything to say, all right? Okay. Okay. Number 30, Washington Capitals. Uh, this uh, logo is extremely boring. It just says Washington Capitals with three little st- with three little stars on top, three little stars, and they turn the T into a hockey stick. So I feel like that could have been pulled together in like two minutes by a couple ten year olds, uh, who possibly that that was that was who ran the meeting and put that one together. So uh, very low points for creativity for Washington on that one. Number twenty nine, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I didn't realize until I did this ranking how how boring this logo is. Uh, when, it, when I first came up with this idea, oh, maybe we should do a logo ranking, the first two I thought of as being weak were Carolina and Washington, but Edmonton didn't really, didn't really come to mind. I mean, it just it says Oilers, and I, I feel like maybe you lose points for just writing out the name of the team in your logo. I don't know. I've, I guess I'm not really a fan of that. I'm probably not alone. You got the word Oilers in a circle with a drop of oil. I don't, I don't know. I feel like these these just overly simplistic ideas I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's the simplicity I don't like or the the meaninglessness. I can't really tell. Maybe I would have to put a little more thought into that. But uh, yeah, anyway, Edmonton is number 29. Number 28 on my list is the Columbus Blue Jackets logo, otherwise known as the the warped flag of the United States. Uh, you, you have nothing against nothing against the uh, the American flag as a as a piece of art, but the Blue Jackets to basically just appropriate it and like kind of just turn it upside down i don't know it wasn't really a fan and i don't know if you you noticed this when you count the stars in this logo you have all those little stars on that triangle there are 12 of them and then the big star in the middle is number 13 and of course there are also 13 flags uh, 13 stars on the american flag to represent the original 13 colonies so yes the blue jackets basically just ripped off the flag of the united states and kind of turned it upside down up and around a little bit Number 27, uh, I expect I will be upsetting some traditionalists with, with this ranking. I've got the Chicago Blackhawks on here, and I think uh, you, you might have them uh, a little bit lower down as well. Uh, this logo, for some reason, is constantly ranked near the, the very top among a lot of these lists. And uh, yeah, that kind of kind of makes me uncomfortable. I know there has been controversy, like a much greater controversy uh, with 
like the Cleveland Indians logo, the Chief Wahoo mascot, and the Redskins. This one is definitely not as not as uh, you know uh, not as not as bad as those. I would say, and a lot of people would agree because well, with the other teams, baseball and football teams, uh, it's more like an interpretation of Native Americans as like savages running around yelling, whereas this is actually honoring uh, Chief Blackhawk, who is I think. Um, some some sort of I don't know corporal in the first world war I don't really know the history of it but I know this is honoring a specific person so uh, it's definitely not not as egregious in that sense but I know it still does make a lot of people uncomfortable and uh, calling for change so th- so that's kind of why it's a, a little bit lower down but in terms of the the artistic design of it uh, I honestly don't really see what everyone else sees except for the fact that I mean it's a very detailed face. I guess uh, there it's pretty colorful. Those four feathers, the red, green, yellow, orange. Uh, but but yeah, I mean it's kind of just a face with colorful feathers. So I don't know why everyone is always constantly you know yelling to have it ranked near the top of this list. So number twenty, number number twenty six. I guess we kind of are moving pretty slowly up my list. Uh, is the Tampa Bay Lightning? Um, this logo. I feel like they had an older one that I don't really remember that well, that was a little bit more interesting than this one. It kind of took me by surprise how boring this was. I mean, it's just one color, just blue. And I mean, it's fine if you just have one color, but it just feels so empty, like one lightning bolt in a circle. I, like, like there's nothing, you know? Like, I don't even know what to say about it. So number, number 25, I guess, moving up from that one, is the Los Angeles Kings. Um, let me look for that one on this on this list. Yeah, so this is uh, what... Uh, a pentagon, an irregular pentagon. So uh, I guess extra points for, for unique shapes, but it says LA on the top for Los Angeles, of course, and then has a, a, a crown on the bottom. So this is kind of just a slightly more sophisticated version, maybe like a Pictionary version of the Washington Capitals logo. Instead of just writing Los Angeles Kings, they abbreviate Los Angeles, and then they have a crown to symbolize Kings. So <laughs> That's how, that's how I look at that. Uh, number, <laughs> number number twenty four, number twenty four. I've got the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's a uh, it's just a face, an an angry face. Whereas the uh, the black the Blackhawks logo is a happy face. The Senators decided to employ an angry face that instead of looking off to the side is looking straight at you. Uh, so yeah, that that's my commentary on Ottawa. Uh, number twenty three, moving up the list, we've got the Dallas Stars logo uh i really like their jerseys but uh this is not a jersey ranking if it were then they would be very close to the top that that bright green i really like it but this logo has very very little green just a little outline of green you got a star with uh with a, a d in the middle and you know when this first when this logo was first released to the public in i think i want to say about 2014 somewhere around there 2013 maybe uh the first thing someone pointed out to me was that the d in the middle of the logo really Looks like a toilet seat, and I haven't been able to unsee it since then. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? I, I see it now. I why why did okay? Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, so that's number twenty three. Number twenty two on this list, we've got the the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you know, kind kind of boring, but I like that shade of red and the, the little devil horns on the J. And I want to. I'm actually. I'm not sure. Is the on the bottom of the J? Is that supposed to be like the the devil's tail or something, or is that like an arrow pointing somewhere? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I assume it's the tail, no? Yeah, I, I think so. 
I think that's what it is, but I don't know. It kind of kind of doesn't make it so obvious what it is. And then you got that that random black circle in the background. I'm not sure exactly what what the, the purpose of that is. Uh it's a little honestly a little bit distracting now that I've noticed it. So so yeah, not so <laughs> yeah, I was actually just, uh it's a little bit distracting actually. So I feel like I feel like maybe this would have been a little higher without that black circle in the background. Not not sure what that's for. Anyway, number twenty-one, uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, this logo is a little bit uh, complicated, actually. It does say NY Islanders. Not a fan of that um, that spelling of the team name, as I've previously mentioned. But the the blue and orange together, I really like it. And but that that blob, I think that orange thing in the middle. You know what I'm I'm talking about. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's Long Island. I'm pretty sure that that's Long Island, it is. which I didn't know until pretty recently. Uh, I kind of just thought it was random abstract art, to be totally honest. <laughs> so, so it kind of makes a little bit more sense now. Uh, the Y is a hockey stick with a puck, very similar to the uh, the Capitals, uh, employing that T into being a Stanley Cup. But I feel like the, the blue and orange is much better than whatever the Capitals color scheme was. I don't even remember. Like, did they even have one? Yeah, kind of just blue and red. Uh, so, yeah, the Islanders one, it actually does look kind of nice. Just, it would probably be higher if they actually didn't spell out Islanders. I feel like that was kind of uncalled for. Number 20, we we stay in the, the New York area with the, the Rangers logo. Uh, we went from New Jersey to the Islanders to the Rangers. Um, this logo, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what it is, what it's supposed to be. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna defer to you here. Do you have any idea about what the shape is, or if there's any if there's anything I'm missing? Because I do think it looks all right. I have it number twenty. I just I just don't know anything about it. No, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, in my ranking is flat in the middle because frankly, I have really nothing to say about the Rangers logo other than it's old and uh, it hasn't really changed over the years. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna defer right back to you because uh, frankly, I have no idea what's happening either. Yeah, oh yeah, it really does give off that I haven't changed since 1926 vibe. And I mean, like, I I know we we don't dive into the the tradition of it too much. Neither one of us seems to value it that much. But I mean, it is kind of cool the fact that it stayed exactly the same for that long, and nobody has any idea what it is. Uh, it just and it, it does say New York it does say New York Rangers, which I mean, but it's kind of. I don't know. It it doesn't seem to bug me. Maybe I could I could do more research onto why it doesn't bug me so much with that one, but it doesn't. So uh, anyway, moving on to number nineteen, it's the the Calgary Flames. Uh, we've got a C C for Calgary, and the C is on fire with uh, with flames. <laughs> so the so so this is a very I very I feel like the meeting might have gone something like somebody wanted to spell out Calgary Flames, but somebody else. Uh, the the more competent employee, artistic director, uh, came up with this instead as a way of actually portraying Calgary and Flames in an image with only one letter. So uh, yeah, not a bad not a bad logo at all. I feel like this is the the point where we start moving into, in terms of my ranking, and we start moving into the the logos that I have some sort of appreciation for. Number eighteen is the St. Louis Blues. It took me a, a very long time to realize that this is meant to be a music note, which is actually kind of embarrassing for somebody who's a musician like I am. Uh, but but yeah, that that's a, that's a note, even though it is a little bit askew. 
and um, uh, I don't know what the part of the logo is that isn't the the note. I know like the, the little stems are meant to to shorten the value of a note. A note one stem makes it an eighth note, two makes it a sixteenth note, and I'm I count six stems on here. So would that be what a five hundred twelfth note, if my math is right? Uh, which, by the way, doesn't I, I don't know if that ever exists anywhere in the world, a note that short. So, uh, but, it, but it looks kind of cool. It looks like it's flying, maybe. It looks like they maybe ripped off the, the Red Wings, the winged wheel a little bit with that one. But uh, I don't know. The, the blue, the yellow, looks kind of nice. I don't know. That's my commentary on that. Number 17 uh, is the Philadelphia Flyers. Speaking of logos who ripped off the Red Wings, uh, this one is a letter P that's flying. Uh, I, you know what? I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do this one with the Red Wings logo because I actually have Detroit ranked 16, just one spot ahead of the Flyers. So I'm gonna talk about these two together. Uh, when you look at them side by side, the similarities really do kind of pop out. Uh, they're kind of a, a mirror image of each other. Uh, the the wing, I mean, sorry, the circle of the Detroit logo is on the left, while the circle per se of the the Flyers logo is on the right. Uh, they don't they didn't have the same intention. Because I think the Flyers are trying to just make like a sideways letter P that's flying because they're the Flyers. Uh, very similar actually to how Calgary had a flaming letter C because they're the Flames. I just noticed that now. Whereas the Red Wings, uh, because they're Motor City, this logo, that, that circle is supposed to be a wheel with uh, with a wing behind it. The winged wheel as it's commonly referred to as. Um, so these these logos didn't try to to look alike. The Flyers, I guess, more accurately didn't try to rip off the Red Wings. I just think it's very funny that they happen to to be so similar to each other. Uh, I think this might be the the longest I've ever talked consecutively in any one of these podcasts. So if you have any any commentary about my list without giving anything away about yours, then uh, perhaps I could take a little little halftime pause. All right. Uh well, uh, yeah, that's about it. The first half of your little list there. I mean. I think I think your uh, I think your evaluations are pretty solid. Not gonna lie, some of them uh, you'll see quite some disparity between our lists. Not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, solid list. And I first I, I mean I didn't notice that Philadelphia and Detroit were so similar. I mean, who knew? You you're absolutely right on on that. There are, you could put them together and they you flip one and you got the other logo. Huh? What do you know? You change the color a bit and uh, yeah, there we go. All right. That's, uh, I think that's enough rest for me. Let me carry on to the top half. Uh, number 15 is the Anaheim Ducks, which actually I don't understand because because everybody seems to hate this logo so much, and I don't understand why. I think it's kind of cool. It's it's a duck foot, and it's also a letter D at the same time. And uh, actually, it's funny because you might the outline uh, way on the left of the, the logo is the number 3, and so it kind of says 3D. So I think that's another uh, a very I don't know if that was on purpose, but I, I like it very much. I think it's very cool, and I don't understand why this logo gets so much hate, so much hatred. It is it is very simple, but I think it's cool that you can be simple and still pull off. You know, it says D, and it's a duck foot. So uh, that one's number fifteen, uh, basically right in the middle. Number fourteen, we've got the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, obviously, uh, we've got the Jet right in the middle, the plane going upwards, and uh, the maple leaf in the back to, I guess, uh, they, they put that in to show because obviously they moved from uh, Atlanta when they were the Atlanta Thrashers. By the way, I love that Thrashers logo. If they if that logo were on this list, it would probably be in the top 10. 
Uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, so they wanted to get that little Canadian heritage thing in there when they moved up to Canada. I understand that. Uh, one thing I like about this logo, it kind of looks like they're making a, like a, a compass, like the like the jet is flying north, like up from Atlanta to Winnipeg, and you got that little you know spike of white where the where the the jet is headed. Uh, so and I also like the fact there are no letters on this logo. Uh, a little bit of an extra bonus for me. Um, there are I, there are some logos higher in the list with with words on them. But uh, I feel like if they had had like Winnipeg Jets written around the edge, it would have lost a little bit of that charm. So that's number fourteen. Number thirteen, we have the the Minnesota Wild. Uh, again, same thing with Dallas. I love these jerseys. These jerseys would be close to the top, but this logo is just it's just way too complicated to to be near the top. Uh, so that, it takes you like a really long time to notice. First of all, this is the outline of a bear head. I feel like this wasn't really common knowledge until very recently uh, that this Minnesota Wild logo is meant to outline like the head of a bear. And also when you look at it, you've got these trees and like a forest in the background. You've got like a sunset in the back, a shooting star. There's really a lot going on. So in terms of like a kid being able to, to doodle this in a notebook, uh, not, uh, not, very, not very easy. Uh, so so not, low points for that. But in terms of just looking at it as a piece of art, uh, it probably would be higher on the list if that was the only criteria for for my list. Uh, moving up to number twelve, I've got the Boston Bruins. Uh, in terms of simplicity, very good. Uh, I really like the the color, the the the, the black and yellow, or the uh, the gold, as I guess they would they would like you to call it. Uh, just a letter B. It's nice because you don't know if the B stands for Boston or Bruins. Uh, one of the one of the great um, hallmarks of having an alliteration. And all those those yellow spikes all around the the edge. It kind of does look like like a like a bike wheel or something. Uh, so yeah, I I like this I like this logo. Number eleven, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, not a team I like, of course, just like the Bruins. But the logo I I kind of like it, even though they do they do spell out the the team name. Uh, I don't mind it. Maybe there's a chance that I'm uh, propping this up more than I should, just because. This Leafs logo is so much better than the Leafs logo that came right before it with all the, you know, the straight edges all around. You know what I'm talking about? This one is much more, much more interesting. And it's also, it's, it opens the door to a lot of possible interpretations because imagine if you're a little kid who's a Leafs fan, you want to draw this logo, you write Toronto Maple Leafs and then around it, you draw a leaf, but basically just going like a bunch of little spikes, you know, so you can imagine like, like really fast with your pencil all around. And uh, yeah, so I haven't I haven't counted the spikes. I don't. There, I think they're like thirty something, and I feel like that that's representative of something. Uh, I don't remember what it is, but I feel like I should should have mentioned that. All right, into into the top ten now. Number ten, the Nashville Predators logo. Uh, I I really like it. Uh, obviously based on the fact that it's in the top ten. Uh, this saber tiger, I think, is the name of it. Uh, certainly looks like a predator. Looks like a very hungry animal. Uh, but to be totally honest, I feel like it, this would be higher on the list if it weren't so menacing. I feel like maybe it's just just a little bit too scary, you know. I don't know. Maybe just a just a just a little nitpicking here at this point. I do like it. It's in the top ten um, because I mean it looks cool. That really long tooth that drops below the the logo's chin. Uh, very funny to me. And you've also got this, this yellow stuff going around. Do you know what it is? This like this like this random yellow line that goes right through its face no fucking clue 
All right, cool. <laughs> All right, moving up, moving on and up the list. Number nine, the Vegas Golden Knights. I love this logo so much. I feel like uh, I was already on board with this team, but uh, but when the logo came out, oh man, just just sealed the deal. Uh, you got that that knight shield, obviously, but uh, a lot of people didn't notice that that thing in the middle there. It's it's the letter V. A lot of people didn't notice that. It took people a long time to to catch on to that for some reason. And now, like it's just it's very obvious to me. It's like the first thing I see when I look at it. And obviously, the the golden color scheme with the those like like gray home jerseys. I didn't really like the gray jerseys at first, but they've they've really grown on me. So I have a feeling you're going to have this logo a lot lower on your list just because of your general disdain for the Golden Knights. But uh, but I'm really a fan of the the colors of it and just having the letter V with that that shield. I really like it. Number eight, the Montreal Canadiens, my favorite team. A lot of Habs fans will probably be disappointed that I didn't put this logo number one. But I mean, I couldn't really I couldn't really get myself to put it much higher than this because when you really think about it, all of its all of its you know the the praise it receives is pretty much due to the fact that this is, uh, you know, the most legendary team, has the most Stanley Cups, uh, that kind of thing. The whole history behind it is the main reason why everyone seems to love it, the logo and the jersey. It's really just like uh, a C uh, on the outside of an H, and I mean, it's nice. And another very interesting thing about it is that these letters, actually, the C doesn't stand for Canadians, and the H doesn't stand for for Habs, like a lot of people would tend to think, it is. Uh, it actually stands for Club de Hockey because the official name, or at least the official name when the team was founded, was Club de Hockey Canadien de Montréal. So that's that's what the CH is for. That's one reason why I like it so much. Uh, I like the color red. I like the color blue. I like them together. Very insightful analysis. Of course, that uh, you turn it sideways and it becomes a happy face. Uh, everyone loves that game. So, uh, yeah, got to have that, that logo near the top. No, that's number eight. Number seven is the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Evan Scott Huber, who's a, an animator, who uh, who is a Penguins fan, pointed something very interesting out, that the, the logo on the jersey that the Penguins play in, I believe is actually different from the logo on all the other the marketing things, in that the Penguins' eyes are like they're separated or something. Because the logo I'm looking at right now the eyes of the penguin kind of just looks like a lowercase letter H. And I feel like the that design on the eyes are a little bit different on the player's jerseys. I don't remember exactly what it is. I don't have it in front of me, but it was very interesting that it was pointed out. But anyway, I really like this this visual of a penguin playing hockey uh, with a, you know, an upside-down yellow triangle behind it. Uh, kind of like how the Devils have that random black circle behind their logo. But, but with the penguins, it actually contribute something it fills out the image a lot more it adds the color to it you know and um yeah just the longer you look at it it really just kind of seems goofy that this penguin playing hockey is the visual for this uh this powerhouse of the nhl number six i've got the arizona coyotes i'll be honest their logo did not come to mind right away in terms of uh possibly being among my favorites possibly because the coyotes are the last team i think of and when i think of the nhl at all uh, and that's quite possibly their own fault. But uh, I really like this coyote. Very nice piece of art. Howling at the moon. Uh, the burgundy is all right. Uh, I like it. Uh, and, you know, I feel like there's something to be said for when you look at it for long enough, you can kind of start to hear it. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting too you know ar- getting getting too artsy fartsy. Yeah, maybe I've been... What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe 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 getting maybe going out of my mind. Maybe getting out of my mind during this this social distance. I think the quarantine is getting to your head. Yeah, that must be it. But like, ooh, you know. Well, anyway, I like the Coyotes logo. Number five, we're getting into the the truly elite here. Number five is the Colorado Avalanche. We've got. It's funny because you think that the burgundy part is a letter A, but in fact, uh, it could just be like uh, an upside down triangle without the lower part, and the A is completed by the actual avalanche that uh, that's coming from from around it. And it's very very this the track of the snow in this logo is it's kind of complicated because it looks like it starts from like the top of the A. And then like swerves around it and down it like like it's a mountain. So in that sense, well, I, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. The A of Avalanche is like a mountain. I just noticed this now. Is, this, is that stupid <laughs> that I just? Is that weird yeah. that I just noticed it now? Did you know? Have I mean, you noticed I, it? I I freaking noticed. That's why I'm not okay. It's very high rank on my on my ranking as well. I mean, I love this logo. And uh, yeah, you didn't notice it was a mountain. I just noticed right now that the A is meant to be a mountain. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. And, and it's already number five. So, uh, you know, this is uh, was already quite, quite a logo. Maybe I'll be moving it moving it up, actually. Now that I – nah, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. But then you've also got this, like, this blue circle, like, off, veering off to the right. Uh, I don't know what that, that little blue part is, that little circle there. I don't know what that's for because that doesn't really seem like it's part of the snow. So uh, anyway, I very much like that logo. I like the the burgundy with the blue. Uh, number four on this list, I've got the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, it's funny because a lot of times when I think of the Vancouver Canucks logo, I just think of the cool letter C with the whale face uh, jumping out of it, which is very interesting considering the fact that uh, Vancouver Canucks, the name has nothing to do with the whales. But what I always forget is that in capital letters over the top it says Vancouver, and I I, I don't know I just think it's kind of funny that uh, that you see that it does maybe maybe it would be a little bit higher maybe it would move up a spot or two if uh, that Vancouver wasn't there but considering the fact that I kind of always forget about it and I just think of the the blue sea with the whale with the, those very nice you know the details and the fact that it's, the name of the team isn't Vancouver Whales yet they have this whale in there anyway. Uh, I really like it. I really like the jerseys too. Maybe that's the reason why I did have it a little higher is that I had those jerseys in my mind with this logo. Uh, but I really like it. Number three, uh, for a long time, a couple of years ago, this logo was considered my favorite by me. Uh, it's the Buffalo Sabres logo. I just think it's amazing that you have a Buffalo and Sabres in the Buffalo Sabres logo. We've talked about like how, how like the flames had the C for Calgary and then the flames for flames, like the C being on fire and uh, whatever. And there was some other one that did a similar thing. Uh, I don't know where it is now, but anyway, that kind of thing. But you actually decide instead of using a B for Buffalo, the city of Buffalo had the, the luxury of the name of their city being an actual thing, being an animal. So you could represent Buffalo Sabres with symbols, a symbol for Buffalo and a symbol for Sabres. And they, they didn't really mess it up at all because they had that one Buffalo and they had the two Sabres instead of one to make sure that it was it stayed plural. 
<laughs> that, I find that to be a, a very, a very. I don't know if that was on purpose, but I'm glad that they did it anyway. And you got that the blue, and it's in a circle, and you got the little the yellow around the circle, uh, and they, they really made it work. They really made it. It could have been it could have been looked at as like stupid, but I think they really made it work. Number two is uh, I believe, except for the Golden Knights, this is actually the second newest logo here. Uh, the Florida Panthers came out with this new logo in 2016. It's number two on my list. I love it, and I loved it right away from from when it first came out. Uh, I liked the old Florida logo too. That would have been high on the list with the the panther like jumping out at you. But I think this one is uh, is an upgrade, and I think they actually did keep the old one as like as like an alternate, maybe like on the shoulder patches. Uh, it does say Florida, but you've got this like this this panther kind of reminds me of like you know like the lion king like those hyenas that are just waiting to jump out and attack you whereas the old panther logo was like already attacking you this one like oh we don't know when it's going to attack it could be any minute and it's got like that red eye you know and not not to mention uh something a lot of people pointed out that it looked a lot like joel quenville they pointed that out when quenville was hired how similar similar he looks to, to this panther logo so uh, yeah, so that, that definitely boosted up a little bit. Number one on my list, San Jose Sharks. I love it so much. The teal, I love teal or turquoise, if you rather. Uh, the the shark is biting the hockey stick in half. You got that triangle there. Got to love that that shape in the background, kind of like the penguins have that upside down triangle. The sharks did it too, except for that uh the the shark's I don't know tail, whatever you got the back of a shark I don't know, is the upper corner of the triangle, and you got like these small outlines of like. The uh, the teal with the like the orangey color. The shark has orange eyes, and he's just biting the the hockey stick in half. I love it. I love it so much. And uh, something I find very funny about the the history of this logo is that I believe in '93 or '92 when the sharks were coming into the league, they were the front runner to name the team was the San Jose Blades, but that got vetoed by the NHL for for being too violent. So instead. They, they went with the sharks and actually made it a logo that's biting a piece of wood in half and that that somehow got the the okay while blades didn't so uh so that's my list uh to be honest i was not expecting to go that in depth on each of them uh we're already at about 54 minutes on this episode which is longer than we expected so if you if you would like to provide as much insight as i did then uh then feel free Alright, I don't think I have nearly as much to say. I think you hit a lot, a lot of the points. Uh, so let's get started, let's get started. Uh, my, my least favorite logo, alright, I was surprised you put it so damn high uh, on your list. I've got the Vancouver Canucks. I freaking hate the logo, alright? I have really? no idea what's happening there. I mean, why the hell is there, like, what is that, a killer whale? Uh, yeah, like, on the logo, it seems very random. I, I, I mean, like, sure, Vancouver is next to the ocean... And, but, like, I mean, I just don't see any, like, Canucks? We're Canadians. How does the whale have to do anything with Canucks? No idea what's happening there. I mean, have you ever seen anybody draw the Canucks logo and do it successfully? I haven't. It's impossible to draw. It always looks like crap. All right? And, uh, yeah, I just don't like it. I really don't like the Canucks logo. Uh, the Vancouver on top makes it kind of look, it just adds a little bit of crap on it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it just, it doesn't look like a killer whale, really. And, I mean, I didn't notice that it made the shape of a C until uh, until you started talking about it. But even then, that really doesn't add much, in my opinion. And so, uh, yeah, number 31, Vancouver. I don't like it at all. Shame on them. Uh, 31, another Canadian team. Uh, the Senators. 
I mean, I just thought, yeah, I mean, like, look, the, the yeah, the senators, it has to do with the city and whatever, but, I mean, what is that, a Roman warrior? Like, ah, it's boring <laughs> as heck, and has nothing to do with hockey. I mean, yeah, it's just an angry face, as you said. And, uh, yeah, I feel like they really freaking got lazy there. Uh, they just took some clip art, clip art off the internet. First of all, I just it just seems that when I was doing this ranking, I was very underwhelmed by the whole collection of, of NHL logos as a whole. You know? I, I don't know. When I went down, deep down and evaluated them all, they're all pretty tacky, not going to lie. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, number 29, I have the Washington Capitals. I mean, yeah, I, I think you said it correctly. Mm. I mean, nothing's going on here. And they're the Capitals. There's no, there's no nod to the word Capitals. Heck, the, all, the letter, all the letters are lowercase. And so it's not even capital letters. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, I mean, like, you're, you're not giving any nod to the, to the city. Uh, you got the three stars. I don't know what that means. You got a hockey stick. Good for you. I mean, anybody could have done that with a letter T. Yeah, all right. Uh, the stars. Number 28. I mean, it's freaking boring. Let me tell you what. I mean, it's just a star. And they put the letter D. Now that you mentioned the toilet seat, I can't unsee it, frankly. And, uh, I mean, I understand Texas is a Lone Star State. But come on, you could have done something more exciting than that. I mean, they just, ah, you got lazy. You got lazy, and I don't appreciate that, you know? Uh, number 27, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, there you can tell me all you want about the history. It looks nice. Ah, I don't really think it looks nice, first of all. And, uh, yeah, frankly, I think it's a bit racist. Not going to lie. I mean, it's just... Uh, uh, I get like it's. I get that it's not as bad as the Indians. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as the name of the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL. I mean, that's a freaking derogatory term right there. But still, I mean, it it, it still feels kind of caricaturish, you know. Even though it is more of a realistic, uh, you know, an image, it's just like it kind of feels character caricaturist. And uh, you know, in this day and age, uh, when we want to be way more sensitive to Native Americans, uh, given you know the atrocities that the settlers committed. Not a great look, not going to lie. Uh, number 26, I was surprised you put them so high. The Arizona Coyotes. I mean, I mean, they just, I feel like they just Googled Coyotes and they stuck it on top of their jersey. I mean, like, what's the give here? Uh, I, it's just, uh, you know, all the ones that, that, that it just didn't seem like they put that much effort into it. I mean, it might look cool. Maybe you can hear it on, on a lonely night. You can hear it howling. But I just, I just don't see it. Uh, that's, that's just my opinion. Uh, Number 20, what am I, number 25 now? Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, I just, it kind of looks like a living being, this weird flag, but it doesn't, I don't know what kind of, for, for a long time, actually until yesterday, I didn't know what the hell that, that, that thing was, all right? I just had no idea what that logo meant. And, and then I looked into it, yeah, okay, old American flag. I don't know what's happening. There's that weird red dot in the middle of it. I don't know, it looks like an eye. That's why for, for most of my life, I thought that it was some sort of weird animal, and and it wasn't. And so you know, <laughs> yeah, just very weird. I don't get it. All right, like a and, cyclops uh, snake. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what's happening. It looks like some sort of a slug with legs because of the star. I mean, like, I, I don't know what's happening. I it's just uh, yeah, it looks like an animal. I still look at it right now and I think it's an animal, but it's not, <laughs> and I don't get it. Boo, sucks. All right, we're still in the bad logos category right now. Uh, twenty-four hurricanes. I mean. Come on. I, I get that. It's like a hurricane on the weather network. That's what a hurricane looks like. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at a hurricane in the news and they'll show that picture. And you're like, oh, look at the hurricane. And I look at it. I'm like, ah, it's a hurricane. But it's a, that's all it is. 
Like, what'd you do? Call the weather network? Okay, can we get a fucking radar image? And then we'll slap <laughs> some red onto it. And like, that's it. Come on. Come on. You could have done more than that. I mean, these kind of things, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 I don't like it. Uh, 23, uh, the Predators. All right. Maybe I have more of a problem with the name Predators because it's just so vague that anything you tack onto it feels kind of inaccurate. And, and that applies with the Sabertooth Tiger. I mean, like, I just, when I think Predator, I, don't, I really don't think Sabertooth Tiger. I get the history. They found some sort of Sabertooth in Nashville, and that's why they have it. But, like, it just, and also the picture makes me kind of vaguely uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. I mean, like, it's, maybe it's the mouth that's so wide open. Uh, maybe it's the random streak of yellow that you mentioned earlier. I just don't understand. I mean, like, it's not scary. It doesn't intimidate me. It's just vaguely uncomfortable. I mean, I didn't know a mouth could open that large. It just feels wrong. Um, 22, Vegas. You called it when you said I'd rank it low. I don't like it. I don't like the color. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe I should have ranked it higher. I appreciate the V. I noticed the V when it came out. I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, maybe it's my predisposition against this team. I don't really like the Vegas Golden Knights at all, as I've mentioned many times. And so, yeah, I'll throw that in there. 23. 22, maybe I should have bumped it up a bit, but we're here now. 21, the Calgary Flames. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? You could have done so much with the Flames. Ah, maybe not. Maybe you were a bit limited with the Flames name, but still, the C and you just put a freaking flame on the back. Boo, freaking who? It's terrible. I want more. I want more from it. Let's not lie here. The Flames, that's a pretty cool name. You could have done, I, I, I can't think of anything you could have done, but I think you could have done better than just the Flaming C. You know, I was just like, you know, Columbus could have done that. I I don't know. Any team that starts with C could have done that. And it's like, yeah, what the hell? It's boring as heck. And yeah, I don't like it. I really don't. And 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 let's not the flames don't even really look like flames. I mean, they look like some sort of tail, like some sort of feathers. I mean, are we sure this is not the Detroit replica that we were talking about earlier? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Next, 20. Ah, the Panthers. All right. Look. No. It's better than the old logo, I find. I don't like this Panthers logo. I mean, eh, it just it seems like another uh, form of clip art that they put on. Uh, and I don't like the shape that they put it in. I mean, that's like kind of reserved for soccer teams, no? That's like a soccer team logo. That's what it looks like. Florida FC. That's what it looks like right now. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And the, eh, the Panther's pretty cool. I like this Panther better than the last Panther. Last Panther, I mean, like, eh, I didn't really like it. It's kind of tacky. It was very cartoony. This one's a lot more realistic. I'm a fan of that. But if it hadn't changed, they'd be much lower. It'd probably be number 25 or something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Florida. They, they made an improvement, but I still don't really like it. Maybe I have a problem with the name. I don't really like the Panthers as a hockey name. You know, it's just like, what does it have to do with anything? I don't know. Do they have Panthers <laughs> in Florida? Anybody know? Okay. Probably uh, number maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, number 19. Uh... I don't really like the Sharks logo. Not going to lie. I don't know what it is. It doesn't look very realistic really? at all. I understand. I, I understand that they had the teal and like, yeah, cool, teal. That's cool. Who, loves, who doesn't love teal? Well, I don't really love teal on the on a shark. And then it turns black. Has anybody seen a black shark anywhere? I don't know. Maybe it's the shadow or I don't know what's happening there. I mean, it's cool. It's clamping down on a hockey stick, but it's breaking a hockey stick. Who wants to see a broken hockey stick anywhere? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the Sharks. I, I know you like them a lot, apparently, but uh, I don't personally love them too much. Uh, number 18, I have the uh, the Islanders. I mean, look, it says, eh, it's kind of bland. Maybe I should have put it lower. It's very bland. And, uh, you know, just have New York Islanders. You have a nice little color scheme. I hate, 
You know what I hate? I hate the I hate when anybody puts the shape of their geography on their fucking city, on their fucking logo. You know? <laughs> I just get I don't get it. Why would you do that? But it's just it makes no sense to me, all right? It's just I don't like it at all. Yeah, frankly, now that I'm saying it out loud, I definitely should have put the islanders lower. Because I just I don't like it, man. It's like, how am I supposed to draw you want me to draw Long Island every time I draw the, the Islanders logo? <laughs> get out of here. I mean, no thank you. No thank you. Uh right after that I have the next New York team. I mean uh, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what to say. It's the Rangers, right? Like, like uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a shield. It looks like a highway sign. You have New York Rangers all over it. You have a team called... Oh, it's that might be nothing. a highway it's sign. Oh, maybe it is. Who knows? Not my problem. Uh, what, they have a lot of highways in New York? Did they have a lot of highways in New York when they made the team? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, like, I don't think that's what was happening. So, uh, and, and I don't know how it has to do with Rangers. Like, like, what's what's a ranger anyway? Like the, like the sort of cop, someone who like, walks like, around. Yeah, like a ranger. Like, it's not a rope. It's a ranger. Like, I don't know. Like a park ranger. Like, I don't know what that is. Anyways, middle of the road. I get the history, but middle of the road. Uh, look. Next, I have the Oilers. Um, I mean, look, look. I have a lot of these. I have a problem with the name more than anything, and then that kind of translates to the logo i mean what the hell is an oiler tell me what's an oiler i don't know and so now you're working with you're not working with a lot when you're coming to the logo you have to what you put some drip on the letters and that's the effect it's like oh it's dripping with oil and then you have a nice little oil drop on the top and you get very handcuffed i feel bad for the design department when it comes to the oilers because really what could you have done you could have put an oil rig, but like it's, I don't like the name, you know, like, are you kidding me? We're trying to be eco-friendly here and you have your, your advertising, the oil industry. It's like, no thanks. Um, next, Lightning. Uh, so, you know, they're kind of middle of the road. I don't, I don't dislike it as much as you. I kind of appreciate the simplicity. And, and also, you know, it's a cool lightning bolt, lightning, that's cool. And I believe that the circle around it is like a puck. I don't mind references to pucks in this thing. I, I get that it's very generic, but sure, I'll give it to them. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sleek. It's sleek. I like it. Honestly, I could make this in Microsoft Paint. I'm pretty sure that's the shape they got from Microsoft Paint, to be totally frank with you. But <laughs> in this case, I don't mind it. I mean, I can draw it very easily. A two-year-old could have drawn this. And in this case, for some reason, it's a positive. Okay, I'll give them that. All right. Next, the Jets. Um, honestly, I don't really have much to say about the Jets. It's just cool. You have a Canada. You have a Jet. Uh, I, I've always wondered what that spike is on the top of the logo. I guess maybe it is kind of point. Oh, like true north. Oh, they pointed it like, okay, I get it now. All right, good for them. Yeah. Solid logo, middle of the road, middle of the road. Um, next, I have the Red Wings. I mean, cool. Bah, it's got the history. It's a winged wheel, Motor City. What do you want? All right, it's it's historical. But other than that, I mean, like, what is, like, like, I don't, like, Red Wings, okay, cool. Like, I get the combination of Detroit Motor City and the Red Wings, but what is a Red, why did they name it the Red Wings in the first place? I guess I'd have to do some historical research, but I don't have the time for that. Well, maybe I do now with a quarantine, but I, I didn't yes. have it going into today. And so, uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Next, Minnesota Wild. Okay, I can appreciate that there's a lot going on. But I don't, a, I don't really like the color scheme, and B, it's a bit too much going on. I mean... Uh, uh, you didn't even point out that the mouth is a river. The mouth is a river. That's kind of funky. And, uh, Whoa, you know, wait, yeah, wait, wait. yeah, take a look. Yeah, I, I see that now. I see that now. I did not see that before. <laughs> it's, it's a lot yeah. going on, right? It's a lot of symbolism. And I appreciate the symbolism. Let's not get me wrong. I appreciate the symbolism, but it's too much symbolism. 
You know, you know, it's like at one point you, you kind of overfilled the bucket there, and uh, you know, it's just whatever. Uh, it's good. It's a okay, good logo. I feel like maybe it's trying to. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's trying to make some sort of statement about like there's nature within every within every living being. You know, we're all one with the trees and the stars. Yeah, I guess they're in the wild because there's nothing else in Minnesota. But uh, I mean, <laughs> cool, cool, cool logo. That's why I didn't put it so low. We're getting in the territory where I have, I have good things to say about these logos. Minnesota is among one of them. It's just the problem is it's too much, you know. And actually, when I when I look at it, it really does look like a bear. I didn't notice that the sun really does make look like like the ears and everything. If you take out the sun, it really doesn't look like a bear. But with the with the with the okay, that's a pretty accurate depiction. It's just it's too much for my blood. Next, we have the blues. I appreciate the music reference. I appreciate the historical context of music in St. Louis. I don't understand the feathering. Are they trying to copy Detroit? The Flyers? What's with everybody in wings? And it has nothing to do with the blues. But I appreciate the music reference. And I didn't have as hard a time as you figuring out that it was a musical note. And so good for them. That's that. The Kings. I don't know what I like about the. I don't know why it's so high, but I actually like the. It's so geometrical. You know, you got the angles. You got the Pentagon. L.A. I like the L.A. font. You know, it actually takes me back. Like, it reminds me of the medieval ages. What, the age of the kings. You have to, like, you, you wonder when they name the team, why the L.A. Kings? It's like the most generic name there is out there. But I think with what they had, they did a pretty good job with this logo. I mean, I really do like that font. It's nice and angly. It really does make me think, you know, medieval times. You throw in the crown at the bottom. I don't know if I like that too much. Maybe that's why it keeps... That's why it's like at the edge of the top. Then we're at the top 10 here. Okay, so. All right. So a uh, bit of a technical difficulty there, but we're back. And so I will continue. We shall pursue. Number nine, I have the Anaheim Ducks. And so you mentioned earlier in your ranking, I don't know why this logo gets so much like. Because, frankly, it's kind of nice. I mean, I get the whole thing. Like, it's a duck foot and it's the letter D. It's perfect, all right? And, uh. You know, you got the ducks colors. I mean, I, I frankly don't understand what all the flag is about. And I think it's better than the mighty. I think the reason so many people don't like it is because they think it's worse than the previous logo, which was inspired off of the mighty, the, the mighty ducks movie. And it had, I think it was the goalie mask. I like this one better, all right? Because the, the old Mighty Ducks logo, to understand all the references, you have to have watched the Mighty Ducks movie. I have not watched the Mighty Ducks movie, and I certainly don't plan on it anytime soon. And so, yeah, I don't understand the reference. With this one, I think everybody gets it. I look at it, I see the D, it looks like a duck foot. It's perfect. I don't understand why it gets so much flack. I agree with you on that one. I think people are just salty. They don't, they don't get to be part of the Mighty Ducks clique because they've all watched the movie. And uh, I'm not part of that clique, and so I have no problem whatsoever with this one. It's in the top ten. It's nice and elegant. I'm a fan. All right. Number, I don't know what number I'm at anymore. I think I'm at number eight. Number eight, eight. we have the New Jersey Devils. And so, you know, I, I kind of like this logo. I think it's, I don't know what it is about it. It's just aesthetically very pleasing. You have the N of New, the NJ of New Jersey. I think the devil horns and the tail, they fit seamlessly into the logo. I think it's great. I don't think the black circle is distracting at all. I think that it would feel very lonely without the black circle. It would kind of look incomplete. You add the black circle, kind of looks full. I'm a big fan. And it communicates the message very effectively. I like the lettering, the, the, you know, it's just, 
they they merge the two letters together and uh yeah i don't know what it kind of looks like a person in some way and i don't know what it is about it and that's why i don't really know how to justify its entry in the top 10 other than i just look at it and i'm a fan number seven uh toronto this one I gotta say, I put the history factor in more than I usually did for the other logos. I like it. I mean, like, it's just, it's it's been there forever, and it's classic, and it's aesthetically pleasing. It's nice and symmetrical. You got you got the blue and, and the maple leaf. You know, as you mentioned, many different interpretations. You talk about the, the little spikes. I talk about how the maple leaf, you talk about Canada, right? And it's like the Canadian flag. You can draw perils from that. You know, Toronto's the biggest city in Canada, all that, all that. And, yeah. And frankly, if they just had the maple leaf, it would be pretty boring. I think, I think the lettering in this case, I also, I'm, a, I'm a, I agree with you. I don't like, you know, you put the city name in there. I think you look a Florida logo. I think it could very well do without that Florida on top. Let me tell you, I think it might have been an improvement if they omitted that section. But with Toronto, it goes smack dab in the middle. It fits in seamlessly. I like it there. Next, number six, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins, and so. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this one. It's very cartoonish, but it's you know it's kind of kid friendly. I like it. I you mentioned the yellow triangle. I don't know what that's all about, but it makes a nice background. Uh, and kind of like the New Jersey circle, this one's even more exciting because it's not a generic black circle. It's a yellow triangle, a yellow upside down triangle. I don't know who decided that, but it kind of works. It kind of works. Not gonna lie, and and I know their jerseys are yellow, and so it kind of throws in shades of that. You throw that in there, and it's a penguin. And there are no penguins in Pittsburgh, but it's a nice sport. It's a winter sport. It works well, and the penguin's playing hockey. I don't think we have any other animals that have anything to do with hockey other than the shark that's breaking hockey. Maybe that's why I don't like it. They're breaking your stick over there. <laughs> Meanwhile, the penguin's out here playing hockey, having a good time on the ring. Good for him. All right, next. Uh, number five I have, so we're getting into some rarefied air. We have the Buffalo Sabres. I like it. I really do. I like I like how you have the whole freaking name in there. You have the Buffalo and the Sabres, and you look down and you read it like that, right? You go from top to bottom, and it's clear. Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I, maybe Sabres isn't the greatest name for a team because, yeah, what the hell? But maybe there's some sort of history. I don't know. I, I don't really care. Uh, but it works well. And if you told me, you know, Sabres, not going to lie, not going to lie. Sabres is kind of a complicated word if you're talking to a kid about hockey. Nobody knows what a freaking saber is. But they did what they, they worked with what they had on this one. And the swords are pretty cool. I like that they have two of them. I think it'd be missing if they didn't have two. And yeah, I really like the fact that you can just read the team name, the, the city. Like, okay, look, this is the perfect way to integrate a city into a logo, right? Other than just having the freaking name. The name yes. kind of sucks. But you have the freaking object. You, you mentioned it earlier. It's perfect. I love it. Top five. Easy. Number four, Bruins. Uh, mainly because it's so iconic. So I guess I, I gave the history bump here too. Very easy to draw. I like that. I really do like the, the, the spikes, the spokes of the wheel, so to speak. I don't know how it has anything to do with Bruins. I don't know who thought of that. That's kind of a minus. Maybe that's not why it's higher. That's why it's not higher. But I like that it's very easy. You know, you're talking to a kid, even the kids in Montreal, they hate the Bruins, but they know how to draw the freaking logo. And so thumbs up for that. Very classy, very simple. Not too simple that it's boring because, yeah, it makes me wonder. What the hell is this logo all about? Millie's you wondering. I like it. I like it. It looks sleek. I like the B. I like the font of that one. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Number three, the Habs logo. All right? I'm not going to lie. This one is 100% biased. 
I have a total homer for the Habs logo. I like it because I'm a Habs fan. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's, it probably doesn't, aesthetically speaking, it probably doesn't belong in the top three, but I mean, I've been drawing this freaking logo since I was like five years old. And so you get used to it, you start to really like it. And yeah, not gonna lie. One negative is it does, it's been said about it. It looks like a toilet seat. It, it, like, even, I think even much more so than the Dallas logo, personally. Like, the C is in the toilet form. I don't like that, and I absolutely see the toilet shape there. But what can I say? I've drawn it so much. The C integrates great with the H, I find. I mean, yeah, just I've spent so much time drawing the freaking thing. How can I not love it? All right, that's that. And number two, we have the Philadelphia Flyers logo. All right? Originally, when I did this ranking, I put it much lower than this right now because I didn't know what was happening. And it's kind of a weird logo. It's a very weird logo. I'm not going to lie. It originally does not look like a P at all. I don't know what's happening with the wings. The fly- Even the name Flyers is, is, like, uh, is a kind of a weird name, right? Like, what the hell is a flyer? Something that flies? Why don't you just call it the yes. birds? I don't know. But, <laughs> but I'm not criticizing names. If we're criticizing names, Flyers would be very near the bottom of this list because it means jack shit. It doesn't mean anything. But you know, this logo is charmingly weird. I don't know what it is about it. It's charmingly weird. That's the best I could put it. That's what I have in my notes. Just next to the Flyers, I have two words. Charmingly weird. And that's why it's so high on my list. I can't explain it. I, it's just, I don't know. It's just the, the concentric circles in the middle. I don't know what that is. What is that about? I don't know. But I like the orange. I like the wings. I think they did the wings better than, I, liked, I think they did the wings better than the Red Wings. Which is funny because the Red Wings had the word wings in their logo. But I like this one. It's just very simplified, easy to draw. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love the Flyers logo. That's it. And number one, I previewed this one. I told you this would be high in the list when you mentioned it. Number one on this list, I love the Avalanche logo. All right. It's the best one in the league. It's just, there's so much going on, but not too much. It's easy to draw. It's not like the wild. There's not too much symbolism, but there is. A market amount, you know, like Colorado and Denver, you have the Rockies, right? That's the mountain. That's what the mountain's about. It's beautiful. You have the avalanche. It's clear that the snow is the avalanche. There's a clear reference to the name. There's even a puck in there, right? If I'm not mistaken, there's a puck on the very right side of that logo uh, at the end of the avalanche. That's cool. A nice. Oh, I didn't even hockey. notice that. And it makes the A. It makes a beautiful A, and you have the avalanche. And so... you get. Like kind of like Buffalo, they make a reference to the city just based on the fact that the Rockies are there, the mountains. So you have Colorado, and then you have the A for the Avalanche, and then it's actually depicting an Avalanche. You know, it just really, it really hits all the points. I could draw this in a matter of seconds, maybe not well, but you'd get the point. And so, yeah, head, like credit to the Avalanche franchise for just a beautiful logo. It's simple, it's beautiful, and yeah, not much to say uh, other than it's kind of perfect. Relative to the other, I just noticed. Logos anyway. Yeah, I, I just noticed something else about this avalanche logo. Do you think maybe the 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 path of the avalanche is meant to to make a letter C for Colorado? No, oh, that's brilliant. Maybe it is. Who knows? But it's perfect. Wow. What do you know? Huh. that's true. Wow. Look at that. All right. What do you know? All right. I think after after all this further reflection on the Avalanche logo, I think I, I've decided I'm going to move it up from number five to number four on my Perfect. list. That's that's right. that's wonderful. What a great logo. All right, we did it. Any, yeah. Anything else you want to add about my list? 
Uh, I feel like the fact that our lists are so different is a sign that neither one of us has any fucking idea what we're talking about. Yeah, I think you're absolutely bang on about that. Um, yeah, just, yeah, cool. Sounds good. And, uh, if you think the Duck logo, if you think the Ducks logo is trash, I, I'm afraid to say we both agree that it's pretty damn good. And you're wrong. Yep, you're wrong then. <laughs> All right, so we'll be returning next week, March 29th, uh, hopefully with uh, some other interesting activity to pass the time. Stay safe, everybody. Social distance. Uh, uh, keep six feet away at all times and all that stuff that you're, you're hearing all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Stay safe out there. Take it seriously. Keep saying it every week. And uh, yeah, we'll get through this. And if you have any other activities, this is fun. Got anything else to recommend? Hit us up on any of the socials. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that. You can DM us. You know, you can whatever. Just text us what you want us to talk about. We've got lots of time to kill. Let's get this. This episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Sanborn's Boys. This new sports novel by Benji Mellers is available on Amazon. Order your copy of Sanborn's Boys today.